So we're picking up, uh, we're picking up with some, uh, some examples, and uh, we want to click on to the next screen up there. So we're gonna we're gonna look at some examples um, in, in scripture where where in, in a whole whole realm of situations uh, somebody called for a fast somebody called for a fast for something or or something you know they weren't all the same they weren't all the same and so we want to revisit this I want to revisit some of these passages because uh, the Lord has has meant it when He said I want I want you guys to engage in this in some fashion. You know, some some people just finished a 40-day fast, and, and and that's awesome, and some finished, you know, lesser number of days. We have a corporate day of fast uh, every Tuesday uh, that has has really stepped up uh, this year. Uh, we, we have targets. I think our, 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 target, our, our target this Tuesday for our corporate day of fast is, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The Lord sometimes just gives me a scripture to, to put as our focus. And that's our focus this Tuesday is we're praying for salvation. The Lord adds to our number. The Lord adds to our number daily those who are being saved. I read one passage in Open Door today where it said the Lord added 3,000 to their to their mix on one day. And I was like, ah, that that doesn't compute in my brain. But but one if one each day does, that's like, hey, seven in a week, seven salvations in a week, I'll take that. I'll take more than that. I'll take more than that. But that, I can compute that. 3,000 in a day. My mind, my mind goes crazy with that. But I'll take it. I'll take it. But anyway, here, so we're going to look at some, some examples and, and just some things that the Holy Spirit just highlighted to me as, as, uh, as I was studying these passages. So, so in Second Chronicles 20, the, the Moabites and the Ammonites uh, with some Ammonites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Came to wage war. Now, I, and I understand, understand as we go into this lesson that I said when I unveiled this more than conqueror's word this year that this word is not going to come without battle. This, engaging in warfare is not going to come without battle. There are going to be times when this is going to be hard. Maybe it's already been hard for some, you know, Maybe some some of these battles are they're very very real, and I, and I'm going to tell you, don't underestimate. We have an enemy who's real. I don't like to give him a lot of attention, but he's real, and he will hate. He hates that we are drawn closer to Jesus, that we are digging in, that we are reclaiming his territories. That Pastor Shane talked about, where he put up a sign that said "Don't enter," and we're saying, "No, we're entering. We're entering. We're entering dark places to bring people back in." To bring people back into the fold, and so, so understand all of that as we as we go into this. He came to wage war. These groups came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and they told Jehoshaphat, "A vast army is coming against you from Edom, the other side of the Dead Sea." Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. And I just want to stay on this screen for a minute because there's a couple of things I want to highlight. So, so Jehoshaphat gets some bad news. Hey, they're coming against you. They're coming to wage war. And what did he do? He said, I'm, I'm resolved to inquire. I'm going to ask God about this. I'm going to ask God about this. And I want you to relate that to whatever, whatever wars Whatever situations, whatever battles the Holy Spirit during, during this month and a half of, of being more than conquerors and seeking his face, whatever things he's highlighted to you, uh, whatever things that he's challenged you to say, hey, I want you to do battle in this matter, 
Be like Jehoshaphat, resolve to ask God. Ask him, ask him, what, what's the strategy for this situation? Because it, there's, there's not a cookie cutter model. There's no, there's no one, step one, step two, step three, step four, although seeking his face, start, start there and then go from there. You know, seek his face first and then whatever he says to do, do it. But, but start there. He resolved to inquire the word. And what's awesome, he says he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. Now, I don't, I, I, I don't know how big this region is. I was, I was just kind of like thinking, okay, let's just say, let's resolve to have a fast for Ohio. And I, and I actually, as, as I'm studying and I'm praying over these words, I actually can see a time coming, see a time coming when we actually see these sort of declarations made some, in some fashion. I don't know where. I don't know if they'll come out of this body or come from somewhere else, but where, where we're saying, we're going to fast for the state of Ohio, or we're going to fast for Columbiana County, and we're going to call people together. In, in this situation, it said, the people of Judah came together to seek help. They came. They came. They, it says they came from every town. They came from every town. Can you imagine we call a fast for Columbiana County, and we got people coming from Hanoverton and Salem and East Palestine and Columbiana and Lisbon and Latonia and all corners of the county say we're fasting. And I don't know what the particular reason might be. But Jehoshaphat did that. So I'm going to acquire of God. I'm going to acquire of him. Go to the next screen. So then they did. They all came together from every town. So while they're there, the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel. Jehaziel. As he stood in the assembly, so so just imagine, okay, we're, we're in a fast, and while we're gathering, they all came. I don't know where they went. I don't know where they gathered. But they all gathered together, and the Holy Spirit speaks this word to the group. And I don't, I don't know how many people were there. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Do not be afraid of your enemy. Jesus defeated him. He defeated him. He just prowls around like a lion, but he has no teeth. His whole intent is to put fear, to put fear, to present himself as more powerful than he is. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Take up your... It's it's interesting because he says the battle's not yours, but yet he tells them still, take up your positions. Take up your positions. Do that part anyway. The battle's not yours. God's going to do it, but take up your positions. Stand firm. See the deliverance the Lord will give you. And he actually says, says this, actually go out and face them tomorrow. She said, the battle's not going to be yours, but you're supposed to take your positions and you're going to go out and face them. So he, basically what he's doing is saying, I'm, I'm telling you to take your positions. You don't have to be afraid about anything, but take your positions anyway. I'm going to do the work. Just obey what I'm telling you to do. And in this time when the Lord is unveiling strategies, again, I don't know what everybody specifically is praying for. I know some. And man, week by week, I can't keep track of all the answers that are happening. I have a few notes in my, that I shared in Sunday school class today of this. Well, this was answered. This was answered. This was answered. This didn't look like it was going to be answered, and then it was. And it's like, 
but take up your positions. And I believe that's part of what he's doing in us now is, is, is part of this, this time of fasting. And you know, some have ended a fast, some have just begun their fast, but it's a, it's a positioning. And he is, he is, it, it is not going unnoticed. It is not going unnoticed by our Savior. He is, he is noticing. That's why we're experiencing so much of what we're experiencing right now. I believe that. I believe that. All of a sudden, all these things are unfolding in our midst. The response to obedience. Because people are taking up their positions. They're standing firm. They're standing firm. We are, let me tell you, as, as we are, again, we are just getting started, but understand this. As, as our enemy sometimes just tries to counterattack or tries to do this or tries to do that, we are not turning around with our tail between our legs and saying, okay, I'll, you can have that. You can have that turf. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm scared now. No, 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 no. Do not be afraid. Amen. Do not be afraid. Take up your positions. Take up your positions anyway. Now, the Lord's not going to every time tell me the battle's not yours. God's always going to fight for us, but there are times when he's going to say, you take up your weapons and you do battle. You do battle. This particular case, the Lord spoke through Jahaziel and said, you're not going to have to do that. Not going to have to do that. Go out and face your enemy. Go to the next screen. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed. So he, he you know, consults a few people. Holy Spirit must have led him to do that. A, a, a point, he appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of, uh, of, of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. So the Holy Spirit gave him the strategy, and he said, he said, hey, take up your position. And so part of that position was, hey, I'm appointing worshipers. There, don't, don't miss this point. There's a reason. We don't just come up front to put on a show. People that come up front to worship, that, that, those are assignments. Those are assignments. Now, they're not assignments from me. Holy Spirit has orchestrated. Anybody that steps out of their seat to come up front is on assignment from the Holy Spirit to simply just say, I'm going up front to worship. It's not to, oh, I'm going to impress somebody with raising my hands or dancing or bowing down or whatever it may look like. That's not, get that stuff out of your head because it has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with saying, I'm doing battle. I'm going... I, in this situation the Holy Spirit appointed men to be at the front of the army says the front of the army the front of the army and what's interesting is they're at the front of the army and they're not saying they're not saying at the front of the army here I'm here to do battle no what they're doing is they're praising him they're praising him for the splendor of his holiness the weapon of their warfare is simply worship for who God is for who God is. It's simply acknowledging who he is. And they were defeated. They were defeated. You won't have to fight this battle. Just take up your positions. Face them tomorrow. Face them tomorrow. So as we're doing, as we're, as we're being more than conquerors and whatever, again, whatever that looks like, it's a good place to start. Worship God for just who He is. Who He is. Just worship Him for who He is. Some of these battles we may not have to fight at all. Go to the next screen. 
I'm going to look at example in 1 Samuel. <laughs> Samuel said to all the Israelites, if you are returning to the Lord with all of your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the asterisks. Commit yourselves to the Lord and serve him only. He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their bales, their asterisks, and serve the Lord only. So, so the first thing here is get rid of something that's standing in the way. Get rid of something that's standing in the way. Serve him only. Make it your determination. You're going to serve him only. Nothing in the way. No interruptions. Go to the next screen. Then Samuel said, Gather all the Israelites together at Mizpah. I will pray to the Lord for you. When the people had come together at Mizpah, they went to the, to the well and got water. They poured it out in front of the Lord. On that day, they didn't eat any food. So there's a fast. There's a fast going on. They didn't eat any food. They admitted they had sinned. They admitted they had sinned. In this time, in this time, as he's refining us and he's purifying us, acknowledge acknowledge if there's something that needs to be dealt with, if there's something that you're holding on to, if there's something that's, that's blocking your, 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 your free-flowing walk with Jesus, acknowledge it, deal with it, admit, admit it. And, and I believe there's times when this, this stuff is even going on corporately where we're saying, Lord, Lord, we as a body have fallen short. We as a body haven't, haven't done everything you've told us to do. We as a body have, have, uh, have disobeyed you. We have sinned against the Lord. Samuel was serving as leader of Israel at Mizpah. The Philistines heard that Israel had gathered together at Mizpah. So the Philistine rulers came up to attack them. I have this visual. Hey, we hear there's something going on up there at Abundant Life. We hear there's a body that's digging in. And, and, I, and I could just see some of the strategies, you know, some of the strategies of darkness saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to try to disrupt this. We're going to try to stop this. Don't believe it. Don't believe that it has teeth. Don't believe that it has teeth. I believe, I believe the effort's there. I believe the intention's there. We are more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors. That, that, that's the whole foundation of our word. We're more than conquerors. It's not, it, 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 just, just because we have an enemy, we, we understand we have an enemy, but we have a Savior. Who's better than our enemy? Who's more powerful than our enemy? And so if he's, if he's called us into this work and this word in 2022 to say, you're going to do battle on my behalf, and it's not just going to be personal battles for yourself, it's for one another, understand the enemy hates that. I understand going into that. The enemy hates that. He can't stand it. He can't stand that we're reclaiming dark areas. He can't stand that we're tearing down the signs that say, do not enter, as they were going. So we understand that that's, those are just simple tactics of warfare to say, well, I'll just try to come from this angle. I'll try to come from that angle. But the, uh, the reality is, as, as we're looking and we're, as we're waiting, as we're stopping, as we're listening, the Lord will make us aware. He's making us aware of those strategies and say, no, no, we, we, I'll, give, I'll give you the tools to counterattack, to kind of know before he even begins what he's going to do, what he's going to do. Philistines heard that Israel had gathered there. Philistines rulers came up to attack them. When the Israelites heard about it, they were afraid. They said to Samuel, don't stop crying out to the Lord our God to help us. Don't stop crying out. Keep praying that he'll save us from the power of the Philistines. Samuel got a very young lamb, sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to, to, to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord and helped it, uh, to help Israel, and the Lord answered his prayer. Don't stop crying out. Don't stop crying out. No matter what it looks like, 
no matter what obstacle is in front of your face, don't stop crying out to the Lord. Don't give up. A wonderful man of God years ago, many of you will, some of you will know the name, some of you will not, Bill Arn. Bill Arn said it all the time, don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. I know he spoke that into me when I was in my 20s. Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. And I can still hear those words ringing in my ear. And I've ne- I, know, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever really been tempted to quit, but I'm certainly not going to start now. Thinking about that now. Go to the next screen. The Philistines came near to attack Israel. They came near. They came near. They came close. They came close. At that time, Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, but that day the Lord thundered loudly. The Lord thundered loudly against the Philistines. He threw them into such a panic that the Israelites were able to chase them down. The men of uh, Israel rushed out of Mizpah. They chased the Philistines all the way to a point below beth They killed them all along the way. Then Samuel got a big stone. He set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer. He said, the Lord has helped us every step of the way. So the Philistines were brought under Israel's control. The Philistines didn't attack their territory again. The Lord used his power against the Philistines as long as Samuel lived. Isn't it amazing how, how through the obedience and, and, and anointing of just even one man, they never attacked them again because of Samuel's obedience, because of Samuel's, Samuel's walk. Uh, but the Lord helped them every step of the way. And I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you as you are, as you are venturing into whatever, whatever, whether it's the storehouse or whether it's some, some other avenue of ministry, the Lord's going to help you every step of the way. You stay, just stay close to Him. Just stay in touch with Him. Stay in touch with Him. Don't, don't assume. Don't assume. Don't make assumptions and, and that, that, uh, that, well, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with, without consulting him. Remember, remember that he inquired of God. He inquired of the Lord to find out what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? There's no question you can't ask him. What, what should we do in this situation? Because just, just because the answer was one thing in one situation doesn't mean it's going to be the answer in another. Go to the next screen. So we have this example in Ezra. By the canal that flows toward Ahava, I announced a fast. I told the people not to eat any food. In that way, we made ourselves humble in God's sight. We prayed that he would, we prayed that he would give us and our children a safe journey. We asked him to keep safe everything we owned. I was ashamed to ask King uh, uh, Artaxerxes uh, for soldiers and horsemen They could have kept us safe from enemies on the road, but we had told the king that our God would keep us safe. So so it's interesting because he he made a declaration that God will keep us safe. We don't need any help. And then it sounds like he might be regretting it a little bit, saying, you know, I was ashamed to ask for help because I had told him God would take care of it. Um, Don't be afraid of the things you've declared about your God and and think you have to take it back somehow. Did you have to be ashamed for when when you're declaring some truth about your God, about his faithfulness, about his goodness, about his provision for you? Uh, in, 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 this, in, this, in this case, he was like, well, I could have asked, but, uh, but I told them that God would do it. Understand, God will do it. God will do it on your behalf. We had told the king that our God would keep us safe. We had said our God is gracious and helps everyone who looks to him. But he becomes very angry with anyone who deserts him. So we didn't need anything. We prayed to our God about all these matters. 
and he answered our prayers. He answered our prayers. Our God is gracious and helps everyone who looks to him. During this time, we are looking to him for supernatural things. We are looking for him for strategies and answers for things that maybe have been in place for a long time, that for whatever reason, we have never never made the, made the effort or the, had the desire to conquer. And the Lord's saying, now's the time. Now's the time. Step into that arena. Whatever that looks like for you. We all, again, we, we are, we are, there's a, there's a diverse collection of people with lots of different spheres of influence. Lots of different spheres of influences. Lots of, lots of different situations that one family may confront that another family may never confront. But none of them are impossible for our God. None of them are impossible. Understand that. Understand that. Somebody keep tabs on the time because I don't know what I do with my clock. So. All right, we got time. We got, we got lots of time. Uh, go to the next screen. <clears throat> Nehemiah. Go, go back to the first one. Or the next, yeah, the first Nehemiah one. <laughs> so we know the account of Nehemiah. So Nehemiah gets word that the wall's been destroyed. And uh, he's troubled by this. He's troubled by this. He said, oh, I heard these things. I sat down and I wept. For some days I mourned and I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. Let your ear be attentive. In verse 6 of Nehemiah 1, let your ear be attentive. He's, he's crying out to God. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying because before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel, I confess the sins we've, we as Israelites, including myself and my family, have committed against you. Don't miss this point, because we've seen this a couple of times, where confession, confession of your own situation, of your own shortcomings, of your own sin, of your own flaws. If, if there's anything that's happening, I don't know about everybody else, but I know for me, if there's anything that has gone on uh, in this time in, in my life and during that time of fasting was refining of my own, my own stuff. My own stuff. And Pastor Shane said this again from the beginning. He said, I didn't go into the fast thinking that I had tons of stuff to deal with. And I, don't, I didn't either. But the reality is, during this process, he knows how to refine us. He knows how to refine us. But there are times when he simply wants us to come to terms with, what's my deal in this equation? Because it's real easy to say, well, it's all Mo's fault. I'm sorry, Mo. You're always sitting, like, right here. <laughs> But it's real easy to just blame the other person for their stuff. And we don't ever really like to look at ourselves and say, yikes, what do I need? What do I need to, what needs to be fixed in me? And so part of these, part of these fasts is like, we've sinned, we've fallen short, we've fallen short. And if, if we're not ready to come to terms with that, we might as well just stop until we are until we're ready to deal with our own internal stuff or our own actions or our own deals. Sorry. I'm just going to hold it. It's just bothering me today. Let your ear be attentive. So verse 10, Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer for this, your servant, and the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. 
delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. Uh, so he's going, to, he's going to meet somebody who's of importance. And he's like, give me favor as I go. Give me favor. I'm going to be making some requests. Give me favor. Give me favor. Give me favor. But, but I love, too, that he points out to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Remember, remember, the worshipers are up front simply just revering God for his holiness. So we're just revealing you, God, for who you are. Not, 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 we're not coming with any false motives. We're not coming to make a deal that if you do this, I'll do this, or I'll do this if you do that. We're coming to revere your name. So there's a purity in that. There's, a, there's no false motives there. We're here to revere you. Let's go to the next screen. So, Nehemiah approaches the king. He goes in, talks to him, and, and what's awesome is the king says, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Um, be aware of this question. Be aware of this question as we're seeking his face, as we're praying, as we're fasting, that we may get that, we may get questions. What is it you want me to do? Be specific. Be specific. There's nothing too hard for God. He basically already knows, but what do you want? So he said, then I prayed to the God of heaven and I I answered the king. So even before he answers the king's question, I love this. I I love how detailed this is. Even before he answers the king's question, he says, I, oh, I inquire, I'm going to acquire. I'm going to acquire of God before I answer him. You know, some of us may look at that and think, oh my gosh, how much time is this going to take? As long as it takes. As long as it takes to do it the right way. So I prayed to God and asked him, what, you know, and, and then he answered the king. So he got, he got his answer. He says, if it pleases the king and your servants, your servant has found favor in his sight. Let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I may, can rebuild it. So he's basically asking for permission to rebuild, to rebuild the wall. Now understand, as we move on to these, some of those other scriptures, and we're going to wrap up with this part today. Um, as you go, to, go to the next screen. So, so there's opposition to this. There's opposition to this work. Hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their, they're insulting them. Turn their insults back on their own hands. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. But we prayed for our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Verse, verse 13, uh, 13 to 15 and 20. I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. I looked, uh, after I looked things over, I stood up and said to the, pe- to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of these, our enemies. Don't be afraid of the insults. Don't be afraid of these attacks. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. We hear this over and over again. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When the enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. God will fight for us. So he's, you know, along the way, he's listening and he's paying attention to the instructions and he's telling them about the instructions and, and the Lord's just doing this stuff through the whole process. Go to the next screen. They were all trying to frighten us. So they're still trying to taunt them and send things and, 
and, and interrupt the work. And they're saying things like this. Their hands will get too weak for their work. It will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. So it's like, it's like before he can even get the thread out, nope, we're on that too. We're on that too. My hands are not going to grow weak. My hands are not, I'm praying for my hands to be strong. And we get the conclusion at Nehemiah 6.15. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. 52 days. Now, 52 days is a long time. seems like a long time for a project like this. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I, you know. But especially when you're under attack and you're under threat and you're under all these things. But God, but God. So as we're engaging in these conquering times, in these strategies, whatever that looks like for you, for me, understand, understand there's going to be counterattacks. There's going to be things that are going to, but as they stop, as they look, as they listen, every one of these examples, every one of these examples, they got directions. They got instructions. They were told what to do. He's telling us what to do. He's telling us what to do. He's telling us how to do battle. He's telling us how to engage in battle in dark places, in places we've never gone before. So much. So much. So much stuff. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. I was thinking about this. There is, there is no ministry in this body right now that is not experiencing a flourishing. And I'm not saying that in any sort of a, 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 a boastful way or a, a, or aren't we all that or aren't we something. No, I'm saying Lord, Lord has meant it. Lord has meant it when he says, seek my face. When he says, deny yourself. When he says, Take some time out and, 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 and do battle for someone else's situation. And whatever that looks like, many people have ventured into some spaces that they've never ventured into before. And some of that simply is a result of fasting. Some of that just the whole idea of, of a fast. The whole, the whole idea that the Lord is establishing us as a storehouse to be a blessing, to be a blessing, to be an answer to someone's problem that they didn't think there was a solution for. And, and, and the, reason, the reason I'm reemphasizing this is because you're all part of this. You're all part of this. There's no one exempt Not everybody's going to do exactly the same thing. But what we're experiencing among one another is doing life together. And I've heard that expression said a number of times over the last few months that we're doing life together. That this is, this is way beyond a Sunday.
I've heard of more gatherings among us in one another's homes and just random things throughout the week. That is all part of ministry. It's all part of ministry. Not everybody can do that, but if you can, you don't need our permission. Open your home. Pray together. Call half a dozen people together for prayer on a random Tuesday night. Gather up a group of people and go minister somewhere. Some dark place, preferably. You're equipped. You're equipped. You're prepared. For the longest time, we said, the Lord's preparing us for this. He's preparing us for that. It's coming. It's coming. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's here. It's here. Now is the time. Now is the time. Things in the world are not going to get better. Things in the political realm are not going to just improve. Stop. Look, listen. Keep stopping. Keep looking. Keep listening. One of Pastor Shane's third points to one of his messages, I don't remember if it was the one in December or the one in January, was that we have a creative God. We have a creative God. And he may reveal something to you and you may think, well, that sounds silly. Or you may look at it and think, there's nothing about that that seems spiritual. We have a God who's also very practical. Not in everything. But sometimes he may just give you something that is going to solve someone's problem. And you don't have a scripture and verse to go with it. But you have the tools and the means and the right equipment. If you haven't taken a step into this very, very exciting time, I encourage you to do so. Don't wait. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You are not in it alone. I can absolutely, I, I have never, never, never seen so many people coming alongside one another. Never seen it before like this. And the reality is we're in it for the long haul. This is not a short-term assignment. This is not a, I have heard Pastor Shane and others say this, this is not a season. This is lifestyle stuff. This is, this is living life. This is living life on the, on the edge, on the cusp. As a people driven, driven because of our pursuit and our love for Jesus, 
nothing else, no false motives, no, no needing credit, no needing, no needing to be pacified. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not a very good pacifier. I'm not a really good handholder. <laughs> Saying there, there, it'll be okay. There's times when I have done that and I can do that when I suppose it's appropriate, but I'm more of a get moving. Get up. I don't like pity too much and I don't minister it very well. I found myself in a couple situations recently where someone was you know, saying, I, oh, I'm just really still struggling with this or still struggling with that. I said, have you fasted about that yet? Well, I'm not very good at that. God doesn't care if you're very good at it. He's so gracious, even if you are terrible at it. He will look at the effort and the intent of your heart do it. If you're, if you're serious about wanting to overcome a situation or a problem or see a situation resolve, start there. If, if, again, whatever that looks like. I'm not saying everybody go on a 40-day fast. I'm not saying everybody go on a whole day fast if that's not in your... But everybody can fast a meal. Do something. Let's stand. These words we're hearing, they're not gonna go away. It's still only February. Pay attention to the, uh, to the things in the bulletin. I, you know, sometimes I've, I've been posting, trying to post the, uh, the fasting thing on our website every week. And I, I know initially I was sending it in our purchase and I probably need to get back to doing that. Um, so here's something else now. Winter's almost over, but I wanted, somebody brought this to my attention today that um, they, didn't, they didn't come the last two weeks because they were concerned about uh, ice in our parking lot. I want to tell you, um, if that's a concern for you, don't stay away. Just drive up. We have people at the door who will park your car for you if that is a concern for you. So don't not, don't not show up here if walking across you know, ice or snow in the parking lot is an issue. Uh, Sean Danks, parks uh, Linda Crowell's car every week every week and we will do it for anybody who has that need so don't not come because you're afraid of snow and ice on our parking lot we will take care of you we will take care of you so understand that uh, it, again storehouse storehouse that's such a simple thing but we get to do it for one another we don't want anybody I don't want anybody to miss out on anything the Lord is doing among us because of any sort of, of a fear. Because there's an answer to every fear that any of us might have. Yep. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much. I thank you for this, this amazing time we've had with you today. You're so good. You're so good. Just the ways you've poured out your healing power among us. People have experienced that this morning. Some of it physical, some of it mental, some of it emotional, some of it spiritual. 
It's all healing. It's all healing and it's all to be had in you and in you alone. In you and in you alone. So I pray we as a people, we as a people in the days, weeks, months to come, that we'll be stopping, we'll be looking, we'll be listening, we'll be waiting on you. We will inquire of you for whatever it is that needs to be fixed. And we come to you bowed down, acknowledging that you are the only, you are the only thing that, you're the only one who has the, has, has, has what we need to fix anybody's problem. I pray that we'll go out of here today living life on mission, living life on mission, eyes to see, ears to hear, because there are divine appointments all around us, everywhere, every day. People that we need to speak Jesus to. People that we need to just have a listening ear for. Say, I will listen to your situation. And then as we're listening, the Holy Spirit brings an answer, whatever that looks like. We'll be sure to give you all the praise, all the praise, all the praise for all that you're doing. It's in your name I pray. If anybody needs, still needs prayer, there's people who will pray. Feel free among us just to walk up to somebody, go around the room, pray for one another, encourage one another. You don't have to wait for somebody to come forward. If you know the Holy Spirit wants you to pray for someone, go do it. If you just want to worship, come down and worship.